Remember the 90s? Remember the music? I do. If you lived in the through the 90s, there was an authenticity. There was a sound. There was a fire. It didn't just come out of Seattle, though. It became a movement, musically. I think of the, the vocalists of that era. Cobain. Eddie Vedder. Lane Stanley. Uh, Scott Weiland. And of course, Chris Cornell. Weiland died in his 50s. And it was four years ago. In a couple of hours on May 18th that... Chris Cornell died. Why am I talking about Chris Cornell? Why? Always give a promise to your audience. So my promise tonight is that we're not just going to... I don't want to really pay tribute to him. I just want to talk about why the music of Soundgarden mattered. Why Chris Cornell had a voice that truly defines that era. Yes, Cobain defined it. Lane Stanley defined it. But Chris Cornell took it a, a step further. He wasn't just in Soundgarden. He had a second life with Audio Slave. Rage Against the Machine parted ways with Zach De La Roca in 2000. Many thought it was over. And then all of a sudden you hear these reports that Chris Cornell of Soundgarden is teaming up with the remaining members of Rage Against the Machine, Tom Morello, Tim Comerford, and uh, Brad Wilk. Woo! And Tom Morello. Woo-hoo-hoo. But the essence of Mr. Chris Cornell. We always talk about really great front men. By the way, welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, where I also talk about music. The arts and sciences of music and film. And the people who created it. But we talk about these front men. And a lot of people, they all want that range of Robert Plant. You know who had a wider range than Robert Plant? I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. Chris Cornell. Even Robert Plant recognized that Chris Cornell had a voice that was truly, truly made within the wilderness of rock. It's like Neil Young's guitars. If you've ever seen Neil Young just play a chord on electric guitar, it is a wolf's feast. It is the wilderness. You could hear that in the middle of nowhere in the mountains. It's like, fuck. That's the same thing with Chris Cornell's voice. It was a furor and a fire and a vibe unlike anyone else. Nobody had it. Nobody. You. I mean, you can't really compare Soundgarden to Nirvana or to Alice in Chains or Pearl Jam. They were all contemporaries, yes, yes. But Soundgarden had psychedelic quality they had metal quality 
they had first of all they had one of the damn best voices of the 90s who continued on he never lost that that edge to his voice a lot of us who come up and we want to sing and we all look for the safe route and then there are those of us who want to take a chance and even attempt attempt an audio slave or Soundgarden song. I've tried it. It's not easy. But that's the beauty of it. It's not supposed to be easy. And I remember being in Hawaii about four years ago and singing an audio slave song. And I felt it. Others enjoyed it. But I'm not here to toot my own horn. I'm not here to sing for you. I'm here to talk about the awesomeness of Chris Cornell's voice. And yeah, we have to go to the essence, though, the beginning of Chris Cornell before the day is over into I'm not going to do a show tomorrow about it. Tomorrow is is a hollow day because he died. In the early hours of May 18th, 2017. He was 52 years old. Born Christopher John Boyle. Seattle, Washington. On July 20th, 1964. He was a singer. He was a songwriter. He was a musician. Like, you know, Janis Joplin sang chords. Chris Cornell fucking sang chords. I can't play any of the music for you. I can't name any song for you that was my favorite because they were all my favorite. There are very few people when they open their mouth and you're like, damn, damn. And each time he opened his mouth for me, it was damn. That is so good. It is so good to be alive for that. And that's why we're talking about him. It's because of how alive the music made us all feel. Can you remember the first time you heard Rusty Cage? And the echo of those vocals? And then have Johnny Cash redo it? And then to go back and listen to Soundgarden's version and go, Why do they both work? It's so fucking amazing. Uh, and how it, the video takes place in the wilderness. There was so much to the music of Chris Cornell. He even went solo. He did that. Oh, God. That, you know, we talk about James Bond themes. And I want to give a shout out to Shit Happens When You Party Naked, Jason. Christina, who talk about James Bond. And even Jason has said that Chris Cornell... James Bond theme was awesome. It didn't get the credit that it deserved. Other James Bond themes, they're good, but didn't have that kick. That fire. Mm. Yeah. 
I love this. This is a beautiful statement from Alice Cooper. After hearing about his death, Alice Cooper stated, Chris Cornell in our circle was known as the voice because he had the best voice in rock and roll. I was lucky enough to write and record two songs with him. His death comes as a total shock to all of us. Black Hole Sun will live on as a classic and is a true legacy of rock and roll. Ultra Omega, or Ultra Ultra Mega Okay, Louder Than Love, Bad Motor Finger, Super Unknown, Down on the Upside, and their last album, King Animal. The title track of Super Unknown is so awesome. I love Black Hole Sun, but there is a fire to Super Unknown where it is endless. It makes you think, okay. He's on the other side now. He's okay because he sang about it. He fucking sang about it. He also did three albums with Audio Slave. Audio Slave, Out of Exile, and Revelations. That song, Revelations? Whew. Takes a lot. It takes a lot. Every time I heard a Soundgarden song or an Audio Slave song or one of his solo songs. Nobody could touch him vocally. Nobody. It's kind of similar in the vein to Whitney Houston. How we call Whitney Houston the voice. Same can be said for Chris Cornell. It was bluesy. It was metal. It was it was everything that you it could it was punk. It was pulsating. I don't want to generalize him because he was a fucking badass singer. He just was. He was a father. He was a friend. He was a brother. He was a lover. He was everything. And my heart goes out to his family for these four years. When you have an artist of that caliber, it's heartbreaking. It's still, it's still tough to talk about I can still listen to the songs but to talk about it and talk about okay what did this what did this artist mean to you when people that you grew up listening to die especially when you were a teenager that's it hits it hits when Scott Weiland died I was crushed I loved Stone Temple Pilots same with Lane Stanley of Alice in Chains. That was sad. But it had been coming a long time, according to some people. With Chris Cornell, I don't think anyone really knew. And I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not going to talk about the demons. I'm not going to talk about the addictions. What I'm talking about is the music. That's what he left. This... A legacy. This beautiful legacy that is unmatched. They are still not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know what I would love to see? Both Audio Slave and Soundgarden inducted in the same year. So then he's in there twice. He's in there twice. He should have put him in there when he was alive. They should have. And it's too fucking bad.
I'm a little verklempt. I never got to see them in concert. There's a lot of people I would have loved to have seen in concert. I've heard people talk about Soundgarden in concert and how he could just channel it. That That's a gift. That is a gift. We talk about... I think people talk about those gifts and take them for granted. I never once took the talent and ferocity of Chris Cornell for granted. Oh, God, just driving to those songs, jogging to those songs, sitting with my headphones on, and just escaping the numerous times. Ah. Soulful, soulful. Not just hard and heavy, but there was a soulfulness to him. As he got older, that voice just continued. It was... It was like something that you could just walk on water with it. It was a sound that just went above everything. There's so many great singers out there, but not all of them can rock. And he could fucking rock. That first song that he did with um, Audio Slave, Cochise, remember that? Remember that? Fuck, he should have gotten something for that. Not a Heisman, because it's fo- that's not football. It's rock. Like one big middle finger. A statue just for that. Or Loud Love from audio or from Soundgarden. I can hear the, the chords from Loud Love in my head, the way he hits it. That's wilderness music right there. That's that's in the wild. He was like this wolf who could capture it. Musically connecting all of that together. So I wasn't just a fan. I lived it. I lived those songs. The songs are ingrained in me. They are ingrained in all of us. I'm not going to mention all of them because there's so many. Their albums are like, whoa, whoa. They just climbed that Mount Olympus of rock. He never lost it. He loved talking about the 90s. Because so many were lost and snuffed. And there he was. Still here. I remember waking up to that news and it just crushed me. It crushed me. I listened to Soundgarden all the way to work that morning. And all the way back home. Turn on MTV and there it is. MTV playing videos when someone dies. Because you know usually they play that reality TV shit. But to play the music that made them. That that gave them that edge in the 90s. <sighs> the authenticity of rock. And the vo- the voices of the 90s who are gone. Kurt Cobain, Chris Cornell, Scott Weiland, Lane Stanley, Staley, Lane Staley. I always say his name wrong. I'm sorry. Each, those, those four, those are the four. Yeah, those are the four. Just think of the music they're making right now. In the super unknown. 
that's why I love that fucking song. That is what life is right there. And he sang it and he wrote it and he, oh, he fucked it and he screamed it. And it's just like, damn. He meant every word. And the guy's an audio slave. So sometimes that was pretty tough to watch is that he meant every word he was singing. It wasn't just, oh, this is a pretty song. No. No. You can't. The authenticity and the artistic integrity of Chris Cornell as an artist. Because he could do it all. He could fucking do it all. And I am forever grateful to the music that he made. I remember that summer of 94. That's what it was. The album came out in March. Super unknown. But for me, the summer of 94. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Let's go. I remember the first time I saw Black Hole Sun, that video, and heard it. See that Barbie doll frying on that barbecue? That's an image I will never forget. And the, and the mouths, they kind of curved up. Why, you know, Black Hole Sun, won't you come wash it all the way? It was everything worked at that moment. That was a beautiful moment. Super Unknown is is a, an unmatched moment. So is Bad Motorfinger. I always used to say it was that album was called Bad Motherfucker, but wouldn't that have been badass? The nineties. There were those of you who don't remember them. Mm, we'll fill you in. We'll fill you in. Now everyone's listening to Kids Bop, pop music. I'm so glad that Soundgarden isn't on Kids Bop or Audio Slave. I'm so glad that it's not on there. It doesn't need to be on there. Magic Dragons is on there, and hey, not a fan. Not a fan. Hmm. I'm eating and recording. Who cares? It's the 90s. I'm glad that I lived in an era such as that. When everyone that I loved was alive. The music was so... The music was... It was like opening a window and boom, it's there. It hits you like the heat. There's so much to be said. I wasn't going to concerts yet. I mean, my first concert in the 90s, and and you can't make fun of me because she's a fucking legend. I was seeing Gladys Knight. She didn't have the pips with her. That's a talk about a. I wouldn't even call that a 180 or a 360 to see Gladys Knight than to see Vance Warped Tour a couple of years later. It was just, it happened. It happened. Do I regret not seeing concerts in the 90s? Kind of. I wasn't old enough, though. I didn't know people cool cool enough. I know a lot of people knew... I didn't know people cool enough. I wasn't even cool. I'm still not cool. You know? I'm eating a Pop-Tart. Come on, I'm not cool. I'm recording on a podcast. I'm not cool. 
but I'm authentic. No one else thinks like me. And that's why I related to the music of Soundgarden, because it didn't sound like anything else that was out there. I'm going to leave you with some lyrics that I just love. There's a lot to be said about the beauty of the music. But these lyrics right here, this is all it's about. I'm looking California and feeling Minnesota. That's badass. Unpleasant dreams. Chris Cornell, wherever you are, my friend, you're alive in the super unknown. Yeah.